Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Okay, welcome to um, this week's episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, Michelle is out this week, so um, it's just me in the studio here with Ron back behind the board. Uh, wave hello to Ron back there. Um, and uh, today we are going to talk food because it's summertime and uh, there's fresh food everywhere. And so we're going to be talking about where you can find delicious, fresh, healthy food, uh, produce and fruits and vegetables, which is produce. Sorry about that redundancy um, here in, in, an, in our neighborhood. Uh, but first, got to make a few announcements. Uh, of course, we always want to thank our sponsors, the Department of Small and Local Business Development, the Department of Housing and Community Development. Uh, it is through uh, their grants to us that we are able to produce shows like this, as well as provide uh, small business support services to all of the businesses on our Rhode Island Avenue Main Street corridor. Uh, so big thanks to DSLBD and DHCD. Um, also, a a not-so-subtle reminder and not-so-gentle reminder that Fall Fest is coming up on September 30th, Saturday, September 30th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, if you are interested in being a vendor for Fall Fest, we have exactly three booth spaces left. Uh, so get over to riamainstreet.org, uh, click on Fall Fest, and, uh, and register to be a vendor. We've got uh, a great program lined up. Uh, just found out that the mayor will be coming to uh, make some opening remarks and hang out during the day. Um, so uh, be sure and, and join us on sa- Saturday, September 30th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, the festival uh, space is between 20th and 24th Street on Rhode Island Avenue Northeast. So we will see you there. Uh, also, uh, there is uh, uh, there are a couple of different grants on the streets right now for small businesses in the area. Uh, one is the Commercial Waste Compactor Program. And this is a grant um, that's available through... Um, it's uh, all put together by Department of Small and Local Business Development, the Department of Health, and the Department of Public Works. Uh, this is a grant to help small business owners uh, purchase or lease uh, trash compactors. And if you're like me, you're thinking, you know, big, bulky things that you see in the back of major grocery stores, but they come in all sizes and shapes. And uh, the purpose of that is to reduce um, uh, rodent and pest issues. Uh, so, uh, be sure and, um, visit, uh, let's see, we've actually got the, the coalition for nonprofit housing and economic development, which who was our, they were our guests last week. Um, so tune into last week's episode. If you haven't already listened to it, uh, you can get that on iTunes, hint, hint. Um, but they, uh, they talk about that grant. You can visit the CNHED website, which is the letter C N is a Nancy H E D as in dog dot O R G C N H E D dot O R G. And you can click on, um, the information page for the commercial waste compactor grant. Um, also the great streets grant is out on the streets. Now, um, small businesses can get up to $50,000 for some, uh, capital improvements or large scale capital purchases for their small businesses. So, um, check out, Dimped's webpage. That's D M P E D and 
dimped.dc.gov, dimped.dc.gov, um, and uh, get more information about the, uh, the Great Streets Grant. Okay, so let's talk food. It's summertime in D.C. Lots of great produce is coming in from our surrounding areas. So, of course, the first folks we're going to talk to uh, are our friends down at uh, Good Food Market. Uh, Casey, you on the line with us today? Yep, here I am. Hey, Casey, how's everything going? It's going great. How are you, Kyle? Very well, very well. So what is new with Good Food Markets and Good Foods? We are just shocked at how quickly the year has gone by. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with, you know, this extremely hot summer that has just so quickly turned into back-to-school time. Um, I'm from Florida originally, and I'm very used to going back to school well before Labor Day. Um, I don't know if it's something about the heat, but they definitely try and get folks back inside as quickly as possible. But, you know, we already have folks that are, that are back-to-school shopping. They're doing the sandwich runs snacks and these things packed and ready for lunch boxes, um, which just, you know, gets me eager for um, the fall season and all the holidays. And <laughs> I can't believe it's already August. Um, but yeah, we're trying to be as, um, as available to our customers, especially the families who are trying to pack these healthy lunch boxes for kids. And so you're going to see a lot more um, packed food, things like the baby carrots, and we have these little mini cucumbers right now, mini peppers, um, to get kids excited about eating healthy. You know, it makes that plate more colorful. Um, it's easy grab-and-go for the parents. Um, you can make some nice hummuses or dips, bean dips. doesn't have to be, you know, what I think a lot of us maybe ate growing up, which was the baby carrots and ranch. You know, there are a lot of other healthy alternatives um, to where you're not loading up a bunch of calories onto a vegetable. Um, the whole thing can be healthy through and through. So we're trying to do more of that for the parents, um, involving a lot of this seasonal produce. So fortunately, people are coming back into town while we still have a lot of corn and peppers. We've got watermelons and tomatoes. Um, and even a really fun one is summer apples. So one of the things that people always come in asking for all year, no matter what season it is, Honeycrisp apples and Pink Lady apples. <laughs> and, um, you know, every year we have to explain that while, yes, apples are storage crops, um, you know, that do grow in this region, by about March, even April, um, you start to run out of those storage crops. So they're getting mealy, they're starting to bruise more. Um, and you've just you've just gone through your fill. So in in th- in these months right now, you've got the early August apples. Um, there are even some late July apples, but we have some summer varieties of apples in the shop right now um, that are a really great price, and they're more tart, I think, than than your traditional fall apple, which is more sweet. Um, which is what people really like in that. But these tart apples are really good for baking. If you're looking for some kind of cooking project in the summer. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to turn the heat up too high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you grill those apples? You know, that'd be fun. I've seen a lot of folks come through buying things like pineapples and watermelons with the intention of grilling them, and I don't see why you couldn't grill um, an apple. I think that would be really tasty, probably on its own, but even if you put just a little bit of um, that turbinado sugar on, I'm sure that would be amazing. Yeah, a little little balsamic drizzled on it a after the fact. A little balsamic, yeah, exactly. Kyle's getting creative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just learning from the best, that's all. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, cause one of the things that we always kind of, you know, we, we recognize that we get in all this really wonderful produce, um, when the farmers are in full swing and a lot of folks are traveling. So while we know that people are packing up bags, take to the beach, take to the mountains, um, and, and they're packing things like all this local food, it is, you know, obviously harder to transport and, and more perishable, perishable. So it's nice to have people coming back into town, um, and taking advantage of the surplus that we have right now. It's been a tricky growing season for sure. Um, it hasn't been easy with the, with the rapid swings between, you know, sweltering hot heat to then drowning these fields. Um, and it's really hard for the, for the ground to absorb all that water. Um, so it's, it's going to be an interesting next few years to see how agriculture plays out in this area specifically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everywhere, but, you know, it really does impact us and, and the way that we eat. So I was in the store last night and um, noticed back in your freezer case, you've got a whole bunch of um, fresh packed seafood back in there. Yes, we do. So we work with ProFish, which is an amazing company in Ivy City. They've done so much um, with, you know, their IBC Smokehouse expansion. They run the um, the Ivy City Smokehouse um, Taver- salmon the line, tavern, you yeah. know, that's all out of that pro fish house that's been renovated. Yep. Um, and they're, they're a very responsible company when it comes to seafood. That's probably one of the hardest ones um, as far as making a responsible decision as a consumer because, you know, where do you, what, what's the grade as far as A, B, and C to... Um, you know, farmed fish versus organic versus wild. You know, if you're if you're bringing boats out into wild waters, is that contaminating that population? Do, would you rather have an organic fish in some kind of farmed environment? You know, what's what's best? Um, the Monterey Bay Aquarium has this amazing app um, that will help you rate your fish, and we only do green rated tuna. Um, in the store um, because that's one of the uh, definitely overfished, um, overfished fish that, that, that exists. Um, and so we, we try and be as responsible as possible. Those are in small packs for people who just want, you know, one piece of fish. You're not buying a whole thing. And similar to the, what we do with the frozen fruits and vegetables, um, a lot of the time it is a more responsible healthier, more nutritious choice to buy frozen than it is to buy fresh because these things are harvested in peak freshness. They're flash frozen so that they can be stored for longer periods of time and they're not being transported under, you know, very extensive conditions of of refrigerated trucks. You know, freezing something and putting it in a deep freezer is a lot cheaper than to run a refrigerated truck constantly, that Mm. gas cost. Mm. Gotcha. so frozen fish, which is we've experimented for sure with the fresh fish, but we have found that frozen works way better for our model, for our store and our customers. Um, and I definitely invite everybody to check it out and ask us questions about what we have as far as fish and anything that maybe people are looking for that we're not currently carrying. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, well, Casey, please remind folks where they can find all this goodness. Absolutely. Come see us at Good Food Markets. We're on 20th and Rhode Island. It's 2006 Rhode Island Avenue Northeast. Um, you can find us online at goodfoodmarkets.com. Engage with us on Facebook and Twitter, and we're also on Instagram as well. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Casey. Thank you, Kyle. Talk next week. Bye-bye. Okay, so that is uh, – Good Food Market is one of our many resources for getting 
good, healthy, fresh foods here on Rhode Island Avenue, Main Street. But um, we are we are lucky to be surrounded by other great resources um, for healthy foods. And so here in the studio with us, we are joined by Nick Staveley, who is uh, the general manager now uh, of Community Food Works. Hey, well, welcome to the show, Nick. Yeah, thanks for hosting me. So, um, so Nick, Community Food Works manages the uh, Monroe Street Farmers Market. Monroe Street Market. Uh, I believe the address is seven one six Monroe Street. Yes, sir. Uh, yep, uh, I've I read my notes correctly. <laughs> so, how's everything going over at the market? What's going on at the market? Uh, everything over in Brookland, over at Monroe Street, is going well. Uh, this market has been around since 2014. It's really kind of hitting its stride along with uh, the rest of the development and kind of the surrounding blocks and the engagement we see up and down 8th Street and along Monroe Street and over to 12th with the main drag there. And everybody has kind of been coming together and it's been really good feeling at the market. We've had good sales, been able to add and support more vendors, which is always a really nice um, kind of touchstone in the first couple years of a market. Um, it's important to capitalize on the growth you will hopefully see a lot of between years one and two, but then keeping that up in years like three to four and then four and five and looking on into the future is really important. And we see all that uh, kind of coming together for Monroe Street, and it's really exciting to be at market and be out there and now currently the kind of nice weather um, yeah, yeah. along with everybody else hanging out and especially drawing on the artists of the Arts Walk. Um, another little known fact is there are about 26 different or 26 unique artist studios on the arts walk and they all kind of come out on saturdays too and it's a great place to hang out with kids with the dogs with your friends and come out and check out good art and check out good local food excellent i and i'm uh you know looking at uh at your website, community-foodworks.org, uh, under the Monroe Street Market, and I was uh, taking a look at all of your vendors. I mean, my goodness, what a cross-section of folks uh, mm-hmm. that you have there. Uh, of course, Zeke's Coffee, which we all love, but, um, you know, multiple produce vendors, um, Groff's Family Farm, that's... Groff's, right? Did I mm-hmm. read that right? Yep. yep. Groff's content. Yep. Uh, and that's that's meat, eggs, uh, dairy. What is all that? Uh, yes. Yeah. So pulling back a little bit, another cool um, kind of feather in our cap for the market this season is that we now have three different produce vendors at market, uh, which is a nice kind of, I guess you would say, industry milestone. If you kind of know how, how markets go and how markets grow, it's a nice time when you're able to support three different produce vendors um so we have 78 acres which hails from smithsburg maryland and they are an orchard with a small diversified vegetable farm uh there's zamora produce which is down in the northern neck of virginia kind of around montrose and king's cross area and they have a really great array of fruits or uh, vegetables um and then diaz berry and vegetables is kind of a really almost like sits right in between both of them they've got a lot of um they don't have stone fruit like you would have off of trees but they have tons of berries they've got really 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 good raspberries blueberries blackberries coming in now and they also have fruits and veggies uh too so the three of them are operating happily and well together um and groffs like you said they're from rocky ridge maryland and do grass-fed hormone and antibiotic free beef poultry um 
eggs, uh, chicken eggs, duck eggs. Uh, they also will do a Thanksgiving order and a Christmas order. Ooh. So keep your eye. Like, though, for sure, we'll have turkey orders this year. Hopefully, we'll be lucky enough to get a Christmas goose order in with them, too. Uh, but just check in with them uh, later in the fall. Uh, but you can stop by there every week for ground beef, for all sorts of sausages. Um, they work with a couple other chefs that they know through the area as they sell in a number of other markets and have done so for a while. Uh, but they have a really small range of frozen kind of take-home meals, like white lasagna with their own chicken and oh, wow. herbs and other vegetables. Uh, they do pot pies of a couple of varieties, and they have those frozen for sale too. Yum. And yeah, and another another great addition that we're all and I am personally very happy to have there every week is Number One Sons. Uh, if you guys have heard of them, um, they've now they've been markets like Dupont, Arlington Courthouse. Uh, they recently, I believe, got into a number of moms in the area as well and Whole Foods. But they do ferments and pickled vegetables. Oh, okay. So it's a great place to get sauerkraut. Get your my favorite are the honey habanero uh, pickles. <laughs> which are nice, nice and spicy. It's kind of a good, good thing to buy each week to keep everything, you know, clean and clean and good for yourself. <laughs> but ferments are great, and they've got a wide variety of sauerkrauts and kimchi's and other pickled goodness. All so. right, all right. Uh, looks like uh, a kombucha. While we're while we're talking about fermented stuff, you've mm-hmm. got a kombucha. Uh, yeah, that'd be Bruja Kombucha, as a small uh, women-owned operation that has been with us. Um, guess the middle of last season and has done great this year she pretty sure has almost only repeat customers because once you once you try it you have to go back for uh for next week but they're they're great uh she has a variety of flavors that change like week to week she's pulling um fruits from our different vendors and making things with the seasons and it's a really nice example of a small business doing really well right right and you know, kombucha is one of those things that I've yet to to try. I'm, I'm haven't taken the personal plunge. I have not. Yet. I'm I'm a late adopter in in a lot of things, <laughs> and this is one of them. So I'll I'll have to give it a shot because uh, that, especially using reusing the the fresh produce that's that's seasonally uh, accessed uh, right there at the market. I think that's I got to try that. Yeah, uh, looks like you got a couple of bakeries going on. Yeah, we've got neighborhood favorite Gerardo's Crumbs. Uh, they've been based out of a space either in Brooklyn or in Trinidad for, I don't know, I'm hazard to say maybe the last 10 years at least, I believe. Um, but they're a local favorite. They do European-style hearth breads and lots of little nice baked goods like small bread puddings, uh, fruit cobblers, zucchini bread. Um, and then Bonaparte Breads hails from Savage, Maryland, up towards Baltimore. And they uh, follow, like, authentic French recipes and practices and have very good croissants and sweet and savory quiches and a host of very, very pretty pastries, honestly. Little <laughs> tarts, other sorts of things that just look very picturesque. I'd, just I just little, yeah. little pieces of art that you almost hate to eat. Exactly. But, but they're so delicious but you have to. still end up eating. Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, and bund up, mm-hmm. uh, bund up does South Korean bao buns. Uh, they oh. source uh, local beef and other local veggies uh, from our from our vendors. Uh, they also sell in the USDA market. That's happening on Fridays. 
uh, but they they've got great meat friendly options and vegetarian friendly options and they're a really good kind of lunch prepared food option for you at market mm-hmm. and and uh in the vein of prepared food i do have news for the monroe street market development and kind of the neighborhood as a whole but um either within one week or hopefully by the end of the month um fox loves taco is opening up uh, at 716 monroe street northeast uh, yeah. right by the bike rack i've been very excited about that as a breakfast taco aficionado yeah, yeah. So i'm very excited about that the familiar with little red fox i believe up in tenley town mm-hmm. or towards tenley town they're up uh opening up a, a break all day breakfast taco yeah, with coffee and espresso i believe at least at least 100 percent coffee 80 percent sure they have will have espresso but i'm sure that'll be an early morning commuter stop for everybody during the week and then they'll happily to have them in the mix on Saturdays during the market as well. As a native Austinite, it blows my mind that people um, um, uh, can be productive in D.C. without starting off their days with breakfast (laughs) tacos. It's beyond my comprehension how that happens. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm glad it is. Hopefully we will all become members (laughs) of the cult. Yes, yes. Um, And uh, uh, speaking of starting off mornings, you have, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Zeke's Coffee is there and Pearl Fine Teas, which is a Ward 5 based business, one of mm-hmm. one of our neighbors here. Uh, yeah, they, they live in the neighborhood, work in the neighborhood as well. And uh, I believe for the last, well, I don't believe I know, uh, for 2016 and for 2017, they were voted runner up best tea shop to, to the better known and much more established teaism. Uh, but that I think that's like a really great thing to highlight that teaism has been around for a while. They've got like the brick and mortar, they do the whole thing, but you have a smaller farmer's market vendor that sells in Brooklyn and sells in some markets in Northern Virginia, being able to compete with them and offer really great product at market. Yeah, she's strictly farmer's market mm-hmm. uh, as far as a, a retail front, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's pretty amazing that that that's how well, how well known Pearl Fine Teas is. Um, and, uh, pinup preserves, always a favorite. Yeah. Uh, they do jams and preserves. They operate out of mess hall down around like seventh and Franklin, mm-hmm. uh, another little incubator that we work with. Um, good deal. They've been at several of our, um, festivals where they're always a crowd favorite. Uh, I believe I have several jars of their stuff in my refrigerator right yeah, now. Yeah, it's quite good. <laughs> uh, and, uh, of course we gotta, gotta remember the pets. Oh yes. Metro Bark Bakery. Yes, so they do gourmet dog treats. Uh, I believe they come to market every other week, and they are a great place to make sure that your pet is eating just as well as you are. (laughs) Indeed, because we we all love our animals here. Yeah, we also would recommend if you ever need to or just whenever you want to give your little friends a little checkup to check out District Vet. Uh, over around like Michigan and 10th yep. or so by um, by Turkey Thicket. Uh, they're a great local local veterinarian for all your pet needs. Yep, Dr. Dan and the crew over at District uh, District Vet. So love them. Uh, so that you know you've got great vendors there, but it looks like there's some other things happening during during the Monroe Street Market uh, Farmers Market. Yeah, so we always host local musicians and are always pushing to get different community groups and other nonprofit organizations into our community table slot uh, to kind of reach people from the market and spread word about uh, what else is going on in the neighborhood. Uh, we'll have some ANC commissioners 
visiting in the coming weeks. Um, and a few weeks ago, we had renewal by Anderson, oh, uh, nice. the, the window company, staffing our sponsorship uh, table. Very so nice. as, as we have mentioned here before, Community Food Works Express mission is to decrease food insecurity and increase access to fresh fruits and vegetables for lower and mixed income uh, households and individuals. And if there is a business or a corporation that's looking to access kind of our marketing reach and interact with people at market, uh, they will graciously donate to our access programs to come to market and engage with our, our customers. So the support from sponsors like Renewal by Anderson and Bizzuto and a host of other small businesses around the city make our programs possible and make these markets possible too. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, what, let's go back to your, your, your organization's mission of, of increasing access mm-hmm. and affordability. Uh, so what kind of programs do you have in place to, to, for that to happen? Uh, so we have two programs that are kind of our main focus. One is called Bonus Bucks, and the other is called our Market Share. Uh, and Bonus Bucks is, as far as markets go, a pretty ubiquitous program where we fundraise and secure grants to double federal benefits spent at the market um, on produce and on ethically raised meats and local dairy products and grains and such. Um, so. If anybody is shopping with EBT or SNAP, we will match what you spend. And that kind of lets you shop half price off for fruits and veggies. You can use that for breads and meats and dairy products, like I said. Um, And then if anyone is using WIC or senior checks, the Farmer's Market Nutrition Program checks, you can spend those at the market, and we will double those as well, allowing you to access more fruits and veggies uh, for your your dollar. Wow. If that is not great incentive to uh, to access healthy foods, I don't mm-hmm. know what is. That's, I know. That's, that's a fantastic great. program. And our, our market share program um, is kind of a real, it's kind of a gem. Uh, it is based on a traditional CSA model where you would buy in with a farm and kind of put up a large lump sum payment at the beginning of the season. And through a number of people, the farm would use that to, to finance their operations for that season. And you would find yourself with a bag or a box of food each week, um, which is a really, really good model. But it's a little tricky to replicate exactly in an urban environment. And uh, it can also be a little traditionalist in terms of how you pay for it and like what you receive because it is a large amount of money you have to to be able to put up front and you might also be stuck with like peppers for four weeks at the (laughs) the end of august or something like that Um, but we spin that with our market share program and community food works acts as the aggregator between multiple farms in a market and then builds bags that people can purchase at retail, either in a family size or a personal size. Um, And then we also offer the family-sized bags at a subsidy for WIC and for SNAP. We do partner with another organization to deliver smaller bags to seniors in different apartment buildings around Columbia Heights and also looking to figure out how to replicate that in Ward 5 and in Ward 7, which is also another area of the city that our operations have expanded to this season. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, so as you mentioned, with uh, a farm share, you have to pay a, a pretty significant amount mm-hmm. up front. So with your market share... It's a weekly uh, it's payment. It's a weekly payment. Mm-hmm. So you basically are, are paying for the box. Yes. Okay. And, and that the what's in the box is um, pre-selected by the mark, whatever's 
at the market. Yes. So, so we'll yeah so we'll use that as an opportunity to put uh, staples everyone knows and loves into the bag, but also to try and introduce stranger things to uh, <laughs> to people's to people's here have some dragon fruit <laughs> yeah or kohlrabi or looking at different types of fruit and just things that might people might see and be like oh it's cool but like meander over and buy tons of peaches which is totally fine because peaches are great but we use we do try and use a small part of the bag to introduce like more um more unique foods heirloom varieties or things that are typically a little more expensive because um, we can kind of play with what's in the bag and offer different stuff from week to week, and it's a nice variety for the customers. What is what does a typical bag look like? A uh, typical bag has about eight, eight to ten items. Uh, we were packing some just the other day. I'm trying to remember exactly what was in there. Uh, we had canary melons, and then sugar cube cantaloupes, which are. Uh, about fist size and you don't need a sharp knife to cut them at all you can spoon the whole thing out it's really soft it's really sweet um this is a great time of year for corn and for sweet corn uh, and also for tomatoes you got a lot of different cherry tomatoes coming in beef steak and then heirloom varieties of all of those um we also have have been putting a lot of okra in the bags lately too to try and kind of get that back into people's people's lives because it's i feel like with okra and kale and like everyone always thinks of curly kale but there's also dinosaur kale which is like a deeper green and kind of like a larger leaf Mm -hmm, Uh, but that's mm -hmm. that's stuff that kind of jogs people's memories when you're like meeting with older customers and they can see stuff that they haven't seen in a long time and they see it too the scale and the quality that you wouldn't normally find in like a giant or a Safeway right. every now or then. So, right, right. So, um, yeah, okra, we, that was like a food staple in the summertime for me mm-hmm. growing up fried or stewed or whatever the case may be. Um, and it, it has a, like you have to get it young. Yes. You have to pick it young. So, uh, it's one of those educational opportunities for folks that that may not know a whole lot about okra do you have um for things like that do you have some some education uh, tips around yes. yeah we do produce? um so we run this out of our weekday market in columbia heights um and also a weekday one at minnesota ave and benning road and even though the columbia heights program has been running for three years and including all the senior deliveries too it's up to 400 shares per day uh we still always do take the time to get to know each customer as best as we can and check in with people week to week ask how they're going on how they like the food always taking feedback back to us and our our ordering team and seeing how we can change the bags in the future um but also using that chance when they pick the bag up from us to talk about what's in the bag and talk about how to prepare it and compare it with other more conventional vegetables uh to help people kind of feel more comfortable with like the task of taking like it's it's a great to have like a big colorful gorgeous bag of food but that it it also takes time and effort and know how how to cook it and that's something that we want people to kind of like slow down and have the opportunity to enjoy enjoy all process all parts of the process of, of eating food but we do we do include include outreach materials from our, our partners and make some ourselves and then i also try and talk about it with people when we can very good very good 
Uh, so how much longer will the uh, market be going on? In, uh, uh, the in market goes every Saturday from 9 to 1 through December, uh, I guess the 9th. I think it's the 2nd and the 9th are the Saturdays for this, this year's December. Uh, but either way, we take the Thanksgiving right at, or the Saturday right after Thanksgiving off and then do two holiday markets the first two weekends of December. So that's where people will be able to pick up their, their holiday produce and, yeah, and, yeah. and birds. And, and Yeah, we'll have wreaths and trees. Um, and then another cool thing that we've seen a really great response for but ends a little bit early that ends at the end of October is our partnership with DPW for the compost drop-off. Oh, nice. Uh, so we have free compost drop-off at this market, at our market in Ward 7, and in... Um, another part of the city and then i think they do eastern market and one or two other like non-market like community center drop-off points but that was a a program that we spearheaded this year and they are at market every saturday through october you can come drop off your own compost there if you i know your own reserves are overflowing or your your housemates (laughs) are asking you what all of that weird smelly stuff in the kitchen is uh, we've got a good drop-off point for you at market very good very good um, so, uh, again, that is the Monroe street farmers market, um, uh, put on and managed by community foodworks.org community dash foodworks.org. The, uh, the event is at seven sixteen Monroe street, um, and through, through the month of December. Yep. Yeah. Second of weekend of December. I, I make a point of, um, getting my apple cider there in the fall oh yeah it by, is, by the five gallon high quality yeah. yes yeah good stuff there um and if you keep that in your fridge for like a couple of weeks just i don't know i mean sometimes it's still you know it just stuff happens to apple cider when you leave it out for a while <laughs> i don't i mean i'm not quite sure myself but i i i will say that i <laughs> i have acquired apple cider there to make hard apple cider and it turned out spectacular awesome so, very glad to hear gonna be doing that again this year um any anything else any uh anything else you want to add to this uh yeah there is one thing um that many people have probably already heard about and we're kind of trying to nail the specifics down um but the section of monroe street that goes over the bridge that goes over the red line and over the mark rail um is there is going to be a reconstruction project of that Uh, and we've been talking with the, the city team there and what we have heard is that the first phase of that construction pro, uh, project will start either um, like this weekend or maybe in the next two weeks uh, but that phase will last for about a month and in that phase the uh, southern sidewalk will be closed and one the eastbound lane will be closed but the westbound lane will keep going west and that middle lane will be coned off to be another eastbound lane um and that project will culminate in like the full reconstruction of the bridge i think within two years and we'll just be able to update everybody as we get information about when you won't be able to walk or when you won't be able to drive there and obviously there will be tons of signage about this around there but just to keep in mind for your your commute in the morning and the evenings and also how you're walking around the neighborhood uh we'll be doing be doing our best to keep everyone up to date on the status of that as we can yeah and uh i think a lot of people don't um necessarily know too that um you can cut through the brookland metro station 
Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to go through a fair gate. There's, you know, you go in the the, the kiss and ride side, and uh, you can come out uh, on the other side of the tracks, uh, and it comes out right there by the market. Yeah, it so. comes right out at the base of the Arts Walk, kind of right under the Michigan Avenue Bridge, in between the Arts Walk and Catholic's Campus. Uh, right. It's a good way to walk back up to to Monroe Street too. Yep. So an alternative pedestrian um, resource there for you to get across over to the market because we don't want anybody to miss a thing. Nope. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Nick. Uh, Nick Stavely from community-foodworks.org, managing the Monroe Street Farmer's Market. Uh, yet another great resource for um, folks in our community to find good, healthy foods and, you know, some maybe well, not so. quite so healthy, but yeah, but, but always sugar, delicious. Sugar's totally fine. But yeah, we're <laughs> we're super grateful to have a great partner in Kyle at the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street to to have us on the program so frequently and to help us uh, connect with more people in the neighborhood. Always happy to do it. Always happy to do it. Uh, well, thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, thank you. And we'll be checking in with you. Uh, maybe we'll check in around the, the Thanksgiving holiday to get updates on the availability of those uh, holiday the fabled turkeys. birds. Yep, yes. sounds great. We all will right. talk to you all then. Great, great. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, this is going to wrap up um, this episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Be sure and uh, head over to iTunes and subscribe if you haven't already done that. Uh, maybe... Uh, Give us a five-star rating or something kind. Um, And uh, also give us feedback on uh, some guests that you'd like to hear in the future uh, or some show topics you'd like to have us address. We are open to your suggestions because that's kind of why we're doing this. Okay? Uh, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.